Critics have said he has a face for radio and a voice for silent film. And now, here is your host, Ben Gordon. Doc G Show. We're here. We're in the studio. It's Wednesday. I am your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin Hype City Evangelista. It's live, baby. It's live. Oh man, I'm fired up. How about you? I'm pretty good, man. I'm pretty. I'm pretty psyched about the show. You seen uh you seen any uh movies recently? Hmm. Uh no, not recently, but I do want to uh see what you call it, that one movie. What? Uh, that one no, movie exactly. with the, that's in theaters. What? <laughs> that one. Is are you talking about the one with Channing Tatum? Uh no, the one with uh Channing Tatum. You nailed it. Nailed all right. it. That wasn't what I was talking about at all. Nope. But have you uh met the eyes of Tupac yet? Hmm. With Wait, all what? eyes on me. Have oh, you met- Wait, why'd you <laughs> met the eyes of Tupac with all eyes on me? Have you have you seen that yet? Uh, no, I haven't. I thought you would see it because I know you're a great. You, we talked really about it, fan. man. We talked about it. Uh, and I still, you're not a movie guy, though. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, and but you're not a movie guy. Is that why you haven't seen it, or is it because well, you don't believe in it? I'm I'm a little bit against it just because of all the negative press. You yeah, know? there was a lot of negative press about it. I mean, Jada Pickett Smith. 50 Cent, Vince Staples, Scarface, all of them came out and were like, what? Tupac wasn't like that at all. Well, I feel That's like the only person with credibility in that list would probably be Jada. I don't know. No, Scarface hung out with him all the time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But, you know, I started thinking about how tough it would be for Demetrius Ship Jr., the guy that played Tupac, it's to really- play him. You know, they cast it pretty well. He looks a lot yeah, like he him. looks a lot like him, but it's it's super tough to act like him. Yeah, I mean everybody knows exactly what he was like. Yeah, to live up to that standard too. Yeah, like no one can perfect that. You know, I mean you just go on YouTube, type in Tupac, and you've got what ten thousand videos of him rapping, acting, interviewing, and you've got to impersonate him. Perfectly. Girl, come on. Or everybody's gonna yeah. be like, "What a horrible Tupac! That right? was—that's not him. That wasn't the way he was like. That's tough, man. That is tough." But then I started thinking about. It. I was like, "What if you do a movie with like somebody like Thomas Jefferson? Hmm. What do people have to judge your performance off of?" True. Liter- true. Literally nothing. Absolutely. There's obviously there's no video evidence of Thomas Jefferson. Nope. You don't even have a good picture of Thomas Jefferson. Nope. Apparently that dude had red hair. Did you know that? Say what? Yeah. Is it ginger? They're not even a hundred percent sure about that because he wore so much like powder in his hair. They're like, I think it was red. Oh. In some portraits it is red. I looked before the show. Ten different portraits. Of Thomas Jefferson. He looks completely different in all ten. Yes! Really? Like he looks different in every single one. You're so like, what does he really look like? Is that the same dude? I don't know. So, I mean, you've got nothing to get. You don't know what he looks like. You don't know the way he acts. You don't know how he sounds. You definitely don't know, like, his mannerisms. True. And how he acts. You could do whatever you wanted. Literally, you could walk in and be like, Hello, I'm Thomas Jefferson, the third president of the United States. Doodly doo. Wait, what? And people be like, What? Huh? Who's that? The founding father, Thomas Jefferson, didn't talk like that. And How he, would you know? He didn't end every sentence with doodle doo fart noise, all right? Nope. That didn't happen. You'd be like, well, come on. Can you show me anything that he doesn't sound like that? See? Which, of course, is a logical fallacy because you can't prove that negative. But it doesn't make your argument. It doesn't make your argument that Thomas Jefferson sounds like that any less valid. But yeah. I'm just saying, right? I mean, what? Whereas, if you came into the studio and you're like, Hello, I'm Tupac Shakur. I had an album called All Eyes on Me. Doodly doo. People would be like, that is, that is so not Tupac. And you'd be like, yeah, you're right. That isn't Tupac. But in general cases, Thomas Jefferson, rule of thumb, way easier, right? And most times when you watch a, a movie with Thomas Jefferson or someone in that, that case, 
It's just they're gonna use a semi-British accent and sound like they're better than everybody else. Yes! And they'll be like, okay, yeah, that's probably what Thomas Jefferson sounded like. My point is, Justin, if you're planning on portraying a historical or popular figure anytime soon, it would be easier to choose the one not so recent. The one that does not have video history. Yeah. So, Justin, let's say Martin Scorsese comes up to you, and he's like, Hype City, I've seen your work on the Doc G show. I've seen and heard you. I want you for the lead in my next movie. Yeah. And you're like, what's the movie? What are you doing? And he's like, well, I got two movies. I'm either going to do a boxing movie about Manny Pacquiao or a movie about Francisco Dagahoy and the Dagahoy Rebellion. Hmm. What are you choosing? Damn. Well, I mean, to go with your point, Francisco, but I do a pretty mean Pacquiao. Exactly. That what but you you think Hello, you do everybody. a pretty mean Pacquiao. What? <laughs> but everybody's going to dog you as soon as you do it, man. You got to go Dagahoy. You got to go. You can play him any way you want. Now, if you play him really bad, Filipinos may hate you. But still, I'm just saying, keep that in mind. Listeners out there, actors, actresses, keep that in mind. I don't have any dovetail or segue to start the show. That was just some acting advice for your career, Justin, mainly. Thank you. I was looking out for you. Are you ready to fire up the show? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. Justin, I may not have had a segue, but that doesn't mean we don't have an awesome show today. Hey man, you don't need a segue every show. We have a ridiculously awesome show today. I hope you're ready to rock. Yeah! We boy. have got tunes from the dead 27s, and we will be interviewing their guitarist, Wallace Mullinex, on the show today. That's right. I told you I was a funky man, man. That's right, man. Dead 27s, talking it up. They got big shows coming Nashville, Knoxville. Their album, Ghosts Are Calling Out, it's already out. It's going to be a fun interview. It's going to be a good show, man. I'm excited. Yeah. I miss Dave. I know. The Radio Threesome's a little... Menage a Trois. Wait, what? Down to... Radio Trois. Radio Trois. Oh, Radio Trois. Remember, you can't say Menage a Trois. Nope. Okay, Radio Trois. That insinuates that it's sexual, and it was not sexual. Who's insinuating? <laughs> Anyways, let's start where we start. Birthday suit. Happy birthday, Mr. Let's go, baby. We're gonna have three different ones today. As I told you before we started the show, Justin, biggest birthday suit. This may be the biggest birthday suit. Well, I don't know. What? It's a really large one. Here we go. Come are on. you are you ready? Our birthday suit wearer was born August 23rd, 1978 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. His parents named him after Famous Beef from Japan. Hmm. He played basketball for Lower Marion High School and ended up winning five championships. Come on, stop it now. Who is it? Stop it now. Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe beef is really good, though. Hey, you made me hungry. Kobe Bryant. Happy birthday to the Black Mamba, baby. The Bean Man, Kobe Bean Bryant. Yes. They named him after beef. Hey. And they saw it on the menu. It's really good beef, too. Oh, it's high Super quality lean. beef. You can eat it raw. What? Yeah. Yeah, I've eaten yeah. it raw at a wedding reception once. So I was like, you can eat this, Dad? Did you throw up? No. Look at you. It was Look awesome. Five championships. 18-time All-Star, man. You know, I forgot. He'd only won one MVP. Oh. That's sort of crazy. Yeah, For as dominating as he was, and I think he was pretty dominating, especially from like 2002 to 2008. Yeah. I mean, that was Kobe time right there. Now. Kobe. Crazy. Anyways, happy birthday, Kobe Bryant. You are the first birthday suit wearer. Let's rip some headlines. Are you ready? Yeah, rip it for me, Matt. And now, the news. Thank you, Jebediah. Hell yeah! Always on his game. Doesn't matter, summer, winter, he's always here. Winter, just spring, sitting there, summer, just sitting there with his microphone, just ready to say it. And now the news. It's awesome. Okay, Justin, how many times have you shot yourself in the heart with a nail gun? 
Um, four times. Whoa, really? Girl, come on. Yeah, I'm kind of invincible. I don't believe like you. Like a Wolverine. Wow. That is, you should have told me sooner about this. We're going to need to exploit the I'm made superpower of, of you. That is impressive. Well, Doug Bergeson, that's right. Yeah. Doug, Berge- Doug Bergeson, he's not invincible. Word. Um, Sucks to suck, nerd. And what? you've got him beat because he's only uh, shot himself once with what a nail the gun. Heck? But he has. So Doug's a construction worker, and he's building a house in Wisconsin. And he was working on the fireplace. Yeah. And that's when he derailed. You have derailed. Uh, he, or denailed. Oh, nope. That's when he nailed up. Right. It wasn't denail. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is an instant recap of the situation by himself. Here, here's what he said. I was just bringing the nail gun forward, and I was on my tiptoes. And I just didn't quite have enough room, and it fired before I was really ready for it. And and then it dropped down, and it fired again on my chest. Really? It didn't really hurt. It just felt like it kind of stung me. And then I looked down, and I didn't really see anything. And then I put my hand down there, and I was like, oh. Oh, that's not good. Then... I saw the nail moving with my heart. It's kind of like, I'm not going to get anything done today. I can already see that. Huh? That was his response. That is crazy. Now, Justin, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but I am pretty sure that I would make a little bit more dramatic a reaction than yeah, oh man. I feel like he was just so chill about it. This is gonna slow down my progression at work. Right? Oh jeez. Gonna have to go to the hospital for this. Doctor said he was lucky that he didn't pull the nail out. Because yes! if he, he did, out. he would have bled out. Yes. And I gotta say, I, I don't know what I would have done in that rea- in that situation, but I feel like, you know, somebody's first inclination is like, ah, to rip it out. Oh, know? no, no. Don't do it. Don't heart. do it. If we can send you any information out there, gang. Don't, don't pull nails out your heart. Exactly. And luckily, Doug's back on the job. He's fine. Don't worry about it. He's good. Yeah, good for you, Doug. Justin, what's the best birthday gift you have ever received? Hmm. Best birthday gift had to be a uh, Miami Heat Way jersey. It was a uh, 2005 was it signed? Nice. Uh, I wish. Okay, I just. But yeah, it was my favorite well, gift ever. Birthday gift ever. Last week, Barbara Rigel, she received a birthday gift that means, quote, to her, everything. Oh, yeah? Means everything. Barbara uh, turned a youthful 103. The oldest thing I've ever seen. I've been. Not too youthful. She lives down in the Tampa area in Pinella County. Tampa? And the Pinella Suncoast Transit Authority decided to give her a lifetime bus pass. It's going to last like a month. (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that that's not cool. Because it's cool of them to give her a bus pass. Why not? But she's 103. That's lifetime. I mean, I haven't seen them hand out too many lifetime passes to, like, a 25-year-old. Nope. That would be more impressive if they were like, here's your lifetime yeah, what pass. A, what a, no offense to Barbara, but what a waste of a lifetime pass. Like, I mean, how many bus rides is a 103-year-old woman taking anyways a week? Like, what, like three trips? Like, two to the grocery store and one to Cracker Barrel a week? Like, there can't be... That many... I mean, that's not a really flabbergasting gift. Nope. I mean, like, what if they got her a Lamborghini? Woo! That would be better, right? Or a Bentley and, like, a personal driver. That'd be cool. That would be impressive. That's what they should have got her. A Bentley and a personal driver. Come on, Pinella Suncoast Transit Authority. You're better than that. I expected more out of you guys. But even still, Barbara, she was super grateful. She said, I appreciate the company and everything. You are in my prayers eternally. You know what? You know what? With wow. Barbara, she got real serious oh, okay. on her there. Yeah, got super serious. Justin, what are the odds that we would have two stories about buses in Pinella County? I, hmm. I would say 100%. Yeah. 
because we got another story about buses. You're on fire. That's right. Two from Tampa, two about buses. That's what's happening. This time, it involves a bus driver for the public schools. Hmm. The bus driver was driving the kids to school when she smelled, quote, chemicals. What? On her bus. It was kids, uh... Just, just generic chemicals. Generic? What, what entails generic chemicals? Yeah, yeah, I, so in that moment as the bus driver, Justin, what do you do? Do, what do I do? What do you do as the bus driver? I don't know, I maybe stop the bus, see what's happening, is there a leak in the AC or something like that? I don't know. Okay, here's what she did in Pinellas County. You tell the kids to get off the bus and walk to school regardless of how far you are from the school. Smart. And then you call 911 and pontificate on how someone is pouring chemicals in your bus. Very strange. Smart. You tell us to get our steps in every day. Exactly. Those kids need to get their steps in. Physical activity, boys. (laughs) When she called 911 and reported this problem, the dispatcher asked the driver, she was like, hey, so how many students do you have on the bus? And she just all nonchalantly was like, oh, I told him to get off the bus and walk to school. And then she goes back to describing how someone has been putting chemicals in her bus. What does that mean? And she literally said, uh, pouring chemicals into her bus. Okay. Wait, what? I'm going to be honest. I don't know what generic chemicals smell like. Nope. Yeah, I have no idea what generic chemicals smell like. I wouldn't even be aware of how to h- how to smell Identify them. Identify a generic chemical. Then on top of that, you told the kids to walk to school, man. That's crazy. You let the kids out of a perfect opportunity to miss out on school for like four hours while they sat beside the bus and like, you know, the the cops brought in like a bomb sniffing thing and they just got to sit there and like be like woo like they could have missed the whole first de- half of school that day yeah and instead you made them walk to school and they still had to do stuff come on jeez come on you're better than that Pinellas two bad bus stories improve your buses Pinella County come on Justin, you know what we're into. Hmm. What are we into? Guinness World Records. Oh, we are. For sure, for sure. This record is special. You know why this record is special? Why? Because we've previously mentioned it on the show already. Ooh. If you, if you remember back in April, we talked about Scotty's Pizza Parlor which set the record for the most cheeses used in a pizza. I do remember. I well, do recall. a Connecticut pizzeria has said, you know what? We can do better. Totes, Mark. We can goats. do better than your 101 cheeses. We're going to do 112. Yeah, hey, smashed it. But how hard is it to to put that many cheeses on the pizza, though? Well, apparently only two have done it so far. Not only that, they did it with the help of the WNBA team, the Connecticut Sun. That's right. Really? Is it just Sun? Yeah. Huh? Tazo Vitsas, the manager at Crown Pizza. Tazo Vitsas. Tazo Vitsas in in Connecticut. He decided to take on this challenge. He said, quote, Originally, I was going to try to make a good-tasting pizza, which is obviously my goal being a pizza maker. That's good. That's good. However, once I got to 30 or 35 cheeses, I realized... This is not going to be a good tasting pizza. Oh, God. (laughs) Nope. First off, I like his goal as a pizza maker. I sincerely hope, though, that there's a pizza maker out there that that's not their goal. They're like, I'm trying to make the crappiest pizza ever. The pizza that makes people barf. Now, I'm not exactly sure the PR angle of bringing in the Connecticut sun, Hmm. but they were sprinkling some cheese on there as well. That's what I saw them do. They were just, you know. I mean, I guess, I guess they wanted them to be there since they're the third hottest team in the NBA, WNBA right now. Nice. Third in the standings. Oh, okay. John Quell Jones lighting it up from the field. Alyssa Thomas dishing out the assist. Sweet. I looked that up before the show. Girl, come I on. had to. <laughs> Two questions, though. Like your question. A singular sign. What? Right? I don't get it. What is that? Phoenix the Phoenix Suns. 
Yeah, son. It's plural. Why do the ladies from Connecticut only get one son? Yeah! What's that? And then why are they the son in the first place? It's Connecticut. That's the worst it's place to like be son. That's like Orlando Magic coming out tomorrow and renaming themselves the Orlando Snowballs. Okay, that, that exactly. wouldn't make any sense. Come on, guys. Get a better get a better mascot. Then maybe you won't have to sprinkle cheeses for records. Yeah. Ooh. But hats off to you, Tasso Vitas. Hats off. You've got a world record. Put it on your wall and be proud. Justin. Hmm. Are you ready? Ready for what? To stop faking the funk. All right, let's do it, baby. Okay. Give it to me. Last man. week, Dave did not get it. I think he fired too fast last week. I even gave him sort of a hint that the one that he was doing was wrong. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, when Did I, I listen, when I went back and listened to the podcast, I was like, I sort of insinuated that the one that he chose was wrong and he should re-choose. Oh yeah, I think you asked him again, right? Yeah. Um anyways, let's let's go this week. Okay, we've got we got two here. Here we go. Straight stray dogs turning bright blue from river pollution. That's the first one. Hmm. Okay. Second one. Rare blue dog purchased by the king of Morocco. Hmm. Hmm. Stray dogs turning bright blue from river pollution or rare blue dog purchased by the uh, the king of Morocco. I want to say uh, second one is, is the... The rare blue dog bought by the Moroccan king is the real headline. Okay. You're wrong. Dang, man. Dang. I was a little concerned because this one sort of blew up after I wrote the outline oh, of the show. I, uh, I've never heard of it. I've seen it on several news outlets. Um, but I don't watch so the news. It's scary. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's scarier than most horror films. Uh, <laughs> stray dogs turning bright blue from river pollution. Wow. Do you have a picture of this? Uh, yeah, I'll show you in the break. So a bunch of dogs were showing up in India with blue fur. Oh, my God. And people were like... Um, were they just in the, the Ganges? And they were like, that's strange. Uh, no, it wasn't the uh, it wasn't the Ganges. It was the Kasadi River. Oh. Um, so, uh, you know, they were like, huh... We got a bunch of dogs with blue fur. Must be the sadder cousin of Clifford. True. Right. That's a good one. All right? He's a big red dog, everybody. These are blue, so they're colored dogs. That's the joke there. Um, Just th- hurry. <laughs> uh, so the Navi Mumbai uh, animal protection cell said, uh, you know what? We better investigate this. And they uh, looked up river, and they found the factory that was just pumping a bunch of polluting chemicals into the uh, Kasadi River. And they were some of them were blue dyes, oh. and they were like, "Oh, you know what? That's probably it." And uh, so now you got a bunch of blue dogs running around India. That's cool, though. And so far, they haven't, you know, got the uh, factory to stop yet. But they're working on it. They're working on it. What's up with India and polluting their rivers, man? They're not so good on the uh, on keeping the rivers clean. Right. No. Exactly. Uh, but, Justin, before we go to musical break, it is time for another birthday suit. I will say this is the hardest of the show. I don't know if you're going to get this one. All right. Just, just test me. Born on August 23rd, 1946. Dang it. I know I'm not going to get it. In Wembley, England. Okay. He took up the drums at a very young age, and he learned how to play several styles of drumming. His big break came when he joined the band The Who. He was the drummer for them until he died in 1978. Dang, man. Hmm. It's a pretty famous drummer. If you're a drummer, you know who this is. But I know you're not a drummer, so. Oh, man. Do you know the I'm who? A singer. Nope. Do you know the who? The who are you? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know the. Uh, huh. Do you know anybody of their band? No. No. Okay. Hold on. I'm gonna give you five seconds. Give me an initial. It's KM. Never mind. You got <laughs> it. You stumped me. Keith Moon. 
Keith Moon, very famous drummer. Yeah, everybody knows Keith Moon as far as drumming. Really? So uh, he died in 1978. He's quite Ooh, an alcoholic, right. and he overdosed on uh, basically um, uh, medicine to get over the alcoholism to try to uh, stop the addiction. Well, that's um, ironic. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was he was a super talented drummer. Everybody talks about him. One of the best drummers of all time. Uh, Happy birthday to Keith Moon. Damn, man. R.I.P., man. But happy birthday. Yeah. We have got a musical break, Justin, from the dead 27s, those bad-A dudes from Charleston. Yeah. Devin Grant from the magazine Charleston Grit said, I want to hear it in an American-made car with the top down, tearing down the highway. Okay, easy. Well, Devin, Devin, I hope you're in an American-made car. Preferably not a Ford Pinto or a PT Cruiser. What? But this is the Dead 27 with nobody's fault but And we are back yes! on the Doc G Show here on Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. 
Duval, baby. Uh. Say what? Remember, podcast, it's out there, man. Listen to it for us, for our sake. Go check it out. You don't even have to listen to the whole thing. Just give it a click so we feel good. So I can at least see the listen, and I'm like, oh, they listen. You can listen to two seconds, and it'll make me feel good. Just think about that. That can, that, that can be your good deed for the day. Anyway. Justin. Just a, just a click. Yeah, just a click. Just a click to make us feel good. Justin, little bit of an update. I'm a Tom Brady man jammies. Tom Brady's man jammies. Oh, what's up? What is it? They're fantastic. Dude, that's not an update. You were raving about these last week, too. I'm sleeping like a Super Bowl champ. A five-time Super Bowl champ. Yes! Although I do have to say... I slept the other night in my Tom Brady man jammies on yeah. an air mattress. I woke up, the air mattress was deflated. hi <laughs> Little zinger for Tom Brady. But seriously. You're fat. Huh? It's because you're fat. Wait, what? You deflated the air bed. That's not Because the of your weight. Seriously, though, I was thinking about Tom Brady and how he could basically sell anything. You know, because he's Tom Brady, and a lot of people like him. Um, I was thinking about a product we had talked about before, Hatha Jody. Oh, the lizard testicles. The lizard genitals, yes. Uh, And I was thinking, (laughs) I was like, if there's anybody that could move some lizard genitals, it's Tom Brady. Yes! Like, I mean, he's so good at selling things, he could go over there and be like, hey... Who wants some lizard genitals? Who wants some hot the Jody? And they'd be like, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, he's so good that they would change that expression of, you know, he's he's so good at selling, he could sell ice to an Eskimo. Hmm, they yeah. would change that saying to, he could sell more lizard penis than Tom Brady. That's what they had changed it to. That's how hey. good Tom Brady is. I'm just saying, Tom, if you're looking for things to get into to invest, maybe hot the Jody. I'm just saying. It seems pretty hot on the market. You could probably benefit off of it. I'm just saying. Anywho, Justin, it's time to move on. Are you ready to my favorite segment? Why would you review that? Yes, sir. What what location we got today, boss? The San Diego Zoo. San Diego. Never been, have you? Lovely. Lovely. Oh, I, I haven't I'm been to the zoo. I haven't been to the zoo. Oh, yeah, just to the to city. I've been, I've been to the city, but yeah, we've talked zoo. about the city, as you remember, Hodads and yes. my quintessential San Diegan. Um, I think it's fairly obvious, though. The zoo. Uh, it's a big zoo. They have animals. You pay. You pay to look at them. Yeah. That's pretty much it, right? Um, five thousand one hundred and thirty-nine Google reviews. Mm. 130 one-star reviews. Messed up, people. This is my favorite. This is my favorite. I'm not going to read the whole thing. So first off, special award goes to Charles Simpson. And I'm not going to read his review because mainly... It's nine paragraphs long. Wait, All right, what? you're going to give me a little excerpts? Over 800 words God. in a one-star review. What's his purpose? What are his motives? This review was on how he didn't get free shipping on two items he bought from the zoo's online gift shop. Girl, come on! What's his fault? Over 800 words... I mean, that's more than most English college essays require. And he wrote it on free shipping from a zoo. What? It's not even what they do. We've already been over what they do. They show you animals. Thank you. They're not exactly. in the online business store, but he bought a mug. That's what he that's what he bought. He even told what he bought. He bought a mug and Look, something you else. Even be getting free shipping on the mug. Charles I could understand writing an overture if you, like, went to the San Diego Zoo and a bear ate your kid. Like, that would make sense. That's scary. Yeah, like, you could write 900 words on that. But free shipping? Nope. Free shipping and you wrote almost 900 words? Come on, Charles Simpson. But uh, uh, you win a special award from longest pointless one star review. <laughs> that is you, Charles. That is you. Thank you for that one star review. 
William Flesh the Third. Flesh. Yep, William Flesh the Third. He wrote, I really can't rate the San Diego Zoo because I work there. Period. Sorry. Period. Hmm. Then why rate it at all? Yeah, what 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 is this review, William? What a troll. That's a troll. That right is there. a very big troll. One star. <laughs> I really can't rate it. Well, newsflash, William, you just rated it, and you rated it one star. Okay? Yeah! Come on, you're better than that, William. Let's move on to Jake. Okay! Jake Manis. Manis. Jake Manis, and I quote, Super hard to navigate. Hmm. Extremely steep hills to walk up and down. Even people in motorized wheelchairs and carts were struggling to get up some of these hills. Very hard to find bathrooms. Not convenient at all. Very disappointing. The reputation the zoo has, period. End quote. (laughs) The reputation the zoo has. Jack. Jake. Sorry, not Jack. Did not mean to misquote your name. Jake. Even people in motorized wheelchairs and carts. I think those motorized wheelchairs and carts are known for struggling up up hills. First of all, I think you should be able to navigate with your feet better right? than those people in those carts. Hopefully, you can walk up a hill. If you can't, maybe you need a wheelchair or a cart. I don't know. Hmm. You should be able to walk up the uh, the uh, hills very hard to find bathrooms i doubt it come on man Just i use doubt a map. it man use a map a directory now uh giovanni hudor okay hudor giovanni hudor this is probably one of my favorites not enough pandas end quote panda, panda, panda. hey Oh, you I, need your pandas. I love pandas. So, panda, panda, panda. I, like, I mean, let's yeah. be honest. Everybody loves looking at those guys because they're like, what are you? Panda, panda, panda. What are you, panda? But this is my favorite. This Magical is, creatures. This is my absolute favorite. This is from Renee Hinkson. Renee. Renee Hinkson, and I quote, this is all in capital, not military friendly, exclamation point, Enjoy your cozy freedom, zoo staff and animals. Mm. Just so you know, San Diego Zoo and Safari Park passes are non-transferable and non-refundable. I made the mistake of buying passes immediately upon moving here seven months ago, and my husband got a permanent change of duty to Norfolk, Virginia, but the zoo won't let me switch the name over to anyone else, even with showing his orders. It was not our choice to move. Way to support the U.S. Navy and military, San Diego Zoo. F you, Zoo. You know what? Wow. Is that serious that you need to go to a zoo? Like, come on. <laughs> first off. Why was that your priority? First off, Renee, like your ending with the F you, Zoo. That was literally F you. She like didn't actually she, use did, the curse oh, word. E-F-F? It was EFF. F you, Zoo. Great. Yeah, take that, San Diego Zoo. But let's go back. Let's rewind. All the way to the first part. Uh, not military friendly. They give free singular passes to the military anytime you want. If you go on there, uh, there you just can't get a, uh, an all-the-time pass. So you can go in per day and get a free pass. Yeah. So why would you get uh, an all-the-time pass? It doesn't make any sense. Second of all... Not thinking. Second, this, this is my favorite part of the whole thing when people are angry and they write these and they don't think what they're writing she wrote and I quote enjoy your cozy freedom zoo staff and animals hmm. what freedom do these animals have those animals they have none cages. this is completely opposite those animals are caged against their will they have no freedom nope I'm sure a panda would be open to discussion on this topic if you talk to them about it, but they have no say in it. They are caged. They are not free. They do not get to enjoy their cozy freedom. They enjoy a cozy cage. Come on, Renee. Jeez. Think about that. Anyways, that was... Why would you review that? Renee, you jerk. What? We're moving on, Justin. 
The Internet. It's a global system of interconnected computer networks that use the Internet Protocol Suite TCP IP to link devices, Justin. Have you ever wondered why people use the Internet? Hmm. Why? Yes, you have, or more specifically, Google. Hmm. Well, this uh, is why people use the Google machine this past week. God, just get get over it. Hurry up. With the 14th most search item, with over 50,000 searches on Friday, August 18th. Do you know what people look for? Hmm. No, I did not know. Inform me. The essential phone. What? Yeah, have you heard of the essential phone, Justin? What is the essential phone? You need to stop living under a rock, man. I will live under a rock as long as I want to. It's made by Andy Rubin. Okay. Okay. Who created Android phones in general. He was the first guy that came up with that whole Android system there. He made his own company, and now that company's made a phone. Essential phone. Yeah, it cost $699. Not, not too bad. That's pretty pricey, but you know. It's got a 360-degree camera. That's right. 360 degrees. That's right. Okay. And edge-to-edge screen. Yeah. And it's got 128 gigs of memory. Wow. It runs on That's a the, lot of DEET right there. It runs on the standard Android operating system. But this is the big thing about the Essential Phone. It's supposed to also run Ambient OS, the Ambient OS system, Hmm. which is supposed to, quote, activate your home. Jeez. That's right. Okay, that's scary stuff right there, So this is the idea that basically every smart device in your house, uh, you can operate through your phone. Don't let technology run us, man. So you want to start your toaster? Boom. Phone start of your toaster. Or you can just go to your toaster. You want to stop your dryer? Boom. Stop my dryer on my phone. Press stop the dryer. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. It's not really reeling me in. This is crazy stuff. We talked about this, man. Yeah, I don't really know. The microchips. What nerds are super excited about that to be like, oh my gosh, I opened my blinds with (laughs) my phone. That is amazing. It's lazy, man. Like, I don't need that stuff. It's like you said, like, if I'm going to start the toaster, I'm going to go over to the toaster and be like, there we go. Got it. Like, what's so awesome? It'd be cool to, like, prank somebody. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, Ask somebody to go over to your house and then turn on all the stuff and off, and they're like, "Ah, oh, oh, poltergeist, man. no." That'd be scary. Yeah, but aside from that, that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't really see any other use of it besides tricks. But, anyways, it's a lot of talk. People are talking about the essential phone. They're excited about this. I, I have doubts that it's gonna just take right over iPhone, but you know. Nah. Plus, it sort of looks like it. So you know. Oh, does I mean, it really? You know, I mean, it looks like all phones, which is basically like a, a slate screen. that's black. Yeah. That's pretty much it. A slate. Anywho, Justin. Hmm. It's about that time of the show. Are you ready, man? We are going to be bringing in Wallace Mullinex from the Dead Twenty Seven. It's time for the in- interview. You guys, hold tight. We will be right back with Wallace Mullinex from The Dead 27. Stick with us. Hey, what's poppin'? This Rock Montano. This Mucho Yo. And you're listening to Doc G Show. All right, we are back, guys, with Wallace Mullinex, guitarist from Dead 27's fantastic band out of Charleston, South Carolina. What's happening, Wallace? Man, how you doing, man? Thank you very much. Yeah, just enjoying the band. Yes! All right, man. Now, Dead 27th, we got Trey Francis on vocals, you on guitar, Will Evans on guitar and synth, Oliver Goldstein on bass, and Daniel Kreider on drums, right? Yeah, man. All right. Now, you guys formed back in 2012 at Charleston Poorhouse for a friend's birthday party, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty much how it came together, kind of by necessity, trying to help out one of our boys uh, throw a big party for his birthday. But, man, we, we really dug it. We thought maybe this is something we need to pursue. So, I mean, it just came together, I guess, uh, s- s- some in-between ask you guys, hey, can you play this 
this this uh, birthday party, and you guys were like, yeah, sure. Hey, wait a second. Yeah. We like each other. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, when it works, you definitely notice, and you want to keep doing it. Definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, it. For, from my opinion, from my humble opinion, it works, man. Yes! Uh, <laughs> thank so, you, thank you. So in your band, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, interviews you guys have done and, and read a couple of interviews you guys have done in different uh, magazines. Who would you say in your band has has the, the most rock and roll persona? Who, who sort of gives off that, you know, rock and roll vibe? Hmm. I mean, I'm, we would probably all... <laughs> you know, we'd all be happy to, to take that accolade, but I'd say that our other guitar player, uh, Will, probably puts that out there the most. He's got long blonde hair and wears bandana and all that stuff. He's just, he's definitely rock and roll to the bone. Yeah, I saw, you know, all, all of you guys have obviously different influences as far as the bands that you, you dug, you know, growing up and everything. And I noticed one that was sort of brought up in a couple interviews, he said from Guns N' Roses to such and such. Is is he the big Guns N' Roses fan? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. We were probably citing them a little bit more frequently um, last year. We kind of did a little team-building exercise where we went to go see Guns N' Roses. I can't remember what the name of the venue is now. It's that big one up in New Jersey. It used to be called the Meadowlands. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, that God, that show that GNR just kicks you in the teeth for like, you know, three hours straight. It's it's pretty crazy. But yeah, after that, we were definitely feeling the Guns N' Roses influence. Now, was was Axel's leg better by that time? Because I know he had like a foot problem and he was in a... He was like yeah, a, yeah, he was he was hopping around. He wasn't doing the uh, the throne thing. That, oh, that's good. That going on there for a minute, yeah. That's good. I mean, that's, like I said, that is a big time real deal rock and roll band you guys see the only show i think i've seen that was uh really that intense was probably acdc yeah De well they they come they come every night they come every night with it now oh yeah i mean non-stop you guys just uh you you've last year came out with ghost are calling out nice um, great album I love it, man. First off, I gotta say, my favorite jam on it, uh, "Hustling." That's a fact. That's, it. that's my oh, favorite yeah. song. I love man, that you hear song. A lot of people that dig that thing. That's awesome. Hell yeah! It's a very, it's a very good song. And, I, and as soon as I heard it, I was like, "That's got to be a fan favorite," because it's just a groove. It's a great. There's so many layers to the song. I really like it. Um, oh, that's awesome. But I noticed on your your website, you got uh, the the first first run blue vinyl editions out there you know yeah uh are you are you a vinyl man do you prefer to listen to your music on vinyl hmm. i am um you know it's, it's something that we kind of introduced around the house in the last uh i don't know years uh, my wife and i um it's just it's such an experience mm -hmm. that's kind of what i like about it like you have to turn the record things <laughs> like that like it it's just it's really cool but there there is something to be said about the warmth of vinyl it's kind of like the difference between a two guitar amplifier versus a solid state like definitely you definitely feel that warmth thing and i mean i'm feel like i'm always trying to get warmer tones so <laughs> it's it's right up my alley it, yeah you feel something it feels something homey with a with a record there's a whole experience to that thing, you know, being able to check the liner notes and all that. Yeah. I mean, you got you, you got to miss that. I kind of remember it, uh, you know, growing up with CDs, but no, nah, record's the deal, man. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah, well, I, I tell everybody with my records, the records that I have... Uh, and and it's and it's sort of gone back to that now with you know artists that are coming out like like yourselves and other artists that that want to press it on vinyl. I, I most of the vinyls that I have are from the vinyl period, you know, where vinyl dominated. So I have I have vinyls of uh, of like uh, the Eagles Hotel California and uh, Zeppelin Four and Zeppelin Two and Zeppelin One, and you know. It, it was a whole it was a whole production they put it out there as this is the album and you went on that experience through the whole album you know yeah, where i think a lot of people i think a lot of people like yourselves are going back to that and saying you know this this is our whole this was our whole recording process this is the adventure we want you to go on you know 
and I, and I think it's yeah. great. I uh, you know the that's that's sort of the way I tried to listen to Ghost or Calling Out through the whole album and feel you know. And that's definitely what we intended. Um, you know, it's funny we have a uh, a short tune on there, um, Intergalactic Dream. Mm-hmm. We kind of threw that on there. It's almost kind of like little tip of the hat to, to the old style where you kind of had to finish out a side. Yeah. You know? A, a little interlude going in, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of what we were doing with that. Nice. Um, I mean, we definitely wanted that, that record to be one that you listen to from start to finish and don't skip around quite as much. We spent a lot of time figuring out the order and everything. Right. So, I mean, you know, that's all, that's all part of the fun with the vinyl. That, now, uh, the producer Ben Elman from Galactic uh, was was he sort of was he sort of part of that part of that process? How was it working with Ben? Hmm. Oh man, Ben's incredible to work with. Um, you know, I, I really he was like another member of the band. Uh, he he really helped us. You know, not with well with some arrangement issues, but he was so good at bringing some cool sounds to the table when we were doing pre-production with Ben we really because you know we've all been huge Galactic fans yeah. ever and we've heard some sounds on those records that we know like man that has to be something the producer was doing right there so we were able to go to him and say this is what we're trying to do we know that you're able to do it go ahead and get your gears turning on on this direction um yeah I mean the guy's incredible I, I really can't say enough positive stuff about him <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 definitely you can tell on Ghost or Calling Out that you you sort of had that extra production edge uh, from Chase Your Devils Down. It was this, and, and yeah, that's exactly what we were looking for too. Chase Your Devils Down was supposed to be very, you know, for lack of a better word, raw. Yeah. Um, with Ghost, we we were really kind of. Uh, we, we, we were um, inspired by that Alabama Shakes record that mm-hmm. came out mm-hmm. pretty close to when we were starting to record Ghost, and we were really digging kind of the way that record sounded contemporary um, because of the production. But then when you looked at what was going on with the song structures and stuff, um, they they were very humble. I mean, it, it was just all about you know dressing these things up, and I thought that was a great way to do it. It made the songs. Uh, none of them felt pretentious, but uh, yeah, we we really just kind of thought let's, let's kind of try and go after this direction a little bit. Let's you you can up. see you can definitely see some of the parallels or feel the parallels with like some of the synths and the guitar yeah. riffs. Uh, yeah, that's, and, that's and, exactly what we were looking for. And it it came out great, man. So another project you guys have uh, that just came out. Uh, you did the theme music for the starting, the opening of Rory Scovel's uh, new stand-up on Netflix. Uh, Rory Scovel tries uh, stand-up for the first time there, which yeah. I've, I've got to say, the song you guys came up with, that's awesome, man. It First of all, it fits the scene perfectly. Second of all, if I could have a band come up with a song like that for me, just in my daily life, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, that was super fun. Now, how did, uh, you know, you, you put on uh, Instagram, your comment was uh, uh, somebody uh, write something for a scene that has a coked out rock star comedian heading towards stage. Uh, yeah. did that is that literally what happened? Yes. <laughs> pretty much how that went down. That's, um, that's awesome. Yeah, Roy, um, when he got in touch with us, I think that they were looking to use something else, but getting the license for it was um, going to be difficult, right? You know, and expensive. So, uh, you know, he said, "Hey, you know, would you guys be interested?" And we, were, of course, jumped at the opportunity. And he'd already done the scene pretty much, so we knew what we were going to be working with. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we just kind of tried to keep basically uh, the same song structure and the same length and kind of having the parts change with his uh with his special but the way that the other material had yeah but um yeah i mean it, i mean how much fun is that basically just total 70s coked out i was about to say wah-wah. just yeah. just from just from my feel i got a real shaft vibe from it now i mean you know that's i mean it was oh, a yeah. super 70s you had that good hi-hat coming in and just the 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 funk bass yeah 
it was uh yeah it was that was awesome though and uh roy was pretty uh pretty hilarious actually he's coming on the show in the next couple of weeks we got him uh coming in so um, man he is great i thought that special was funny his personality is huge yeah man yeah i i can't wait to have him on the show actually uh yeah speaking of your shows you guys uh just uh recently played uh floyd fest in floyd virginia yeah. uh first off uh did you have a good time god floyd's like my favorite festival i think it's perfectly sized it's in a beautiful spot up there like it's it's the best man they, i mean i look forward to it i hope we get to get back up that place is incredible but the, the that was the funny it caught my eye because that's right beside where i grew up uh, okay, man, yeah, beautiful country out yeah, there. Yeah, we were in the my high school's the same district as Floyd High School, so it's like as soon as I saw Floyd Fest, I was like, oh my god, they went back to Floyd Fest, man. Uh, did you get a Did you get a chance to go on the Blue Ridge Parkway? Hmm. Uh, yeah, but not for too long. Um, it, it's kind of like you hop off the interstate, and then you got like two minutes on the <laughs> parkway before you hit where uh where the grounds are for Floyd Fest. Right. I, I, I love to do uh, trout fishing. I love to fly fishing stuff. So I've, I've spent plenty of time on the parkway. I, I definitely know what it's all about. Nice, nice, man. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, Floyd's got a funky vibe. They definitely appreciate their music, man. They definitely like man, it. Man, they really do. That town comes out, and I still can't believe how incredible that festival is. Just uh, so much fun. I mean, you know, you, you can't say enough about it. We got hit pretty hard with the rain. Yeah. This year, but um, it actually like I think at one point in time it was like 52 degrees or something. For, you know, for some boys from Charleston, South Carolina that are used to being 95 and almost 100 percent humidity. <laughs> man, that was great. Like, we were loving it up there, wearing like hoodies. Mountain air, man. Yeah, it's 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 all it's all good until around November, and then then it gets too cold, and you're like, okay. Yeah, I, know, no, I, don't... I could see that. <laughs> God, man, I couldn't believe the weather was like that. It was great though. We got back down south, and it was just like, ah, oh, this again. Back cool. back to the weather you can wear, man. Back to it. Oh man, it's terrible. I can't wait for it to be over. <laughs> Now, uh, speaking of shows, you guys got two big shows coming up uh, this weekend in Tennessee. You got one Friday at 8, the Mm -hmm. Open Chord in Knoxville, and then on Saturday at 9 at High Watt. And both of the shows are with uh, Maradine, Um, Mm -hmm. great band out of Nashville. Have you guys played with them before? Hmm. Yeah, we've played with them on... you know, a couple of times. One of their guitar players, Whip Murray, mm-hmm. is a buddy of mine uh, going back. I mean, it's, it's real odd how I met with. I was uh, spending a summer at Berkeley School of Music, mm-hmm. and he just happened to be in, like, my musicianship class. And when I got back to uh, college at, at USC that fall, I'd be damned if he wasn't going to school there. He transferred <laughs> randomly. So, yeah, I mean, you know, this, this is a fellow that I've known for a good minute. They're great, man. Uh, they're obviously super fun to do a show with. Um, yeah, it's going to be cool. We've done some show trades with them and definitely looking forward to keeping it going. Very nice, man. Very nice. Well, if uh, any any listeners are out there in the Tennessee uh, t- Tennessee area, either Knoxville or Nashville, make sure you get out to those shows because they're definitely going to be uh, they're definitely going to be a good time. Yeah, uh, yeah we're definitely going to do Nashville up for sure. I know both of us were looking at doing a uh, you know some some cool specific stuff in the sets for them. Really make those shows special. Very nice, man. Very nice, Wallace. We are up against a break, man. But I definitely want to thank you for taking the chance to talk with us, man. Yeah, Ben, of course, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Next time you guys play a show in Jacksonville, we need to get you guys in the studio, man. Oh, we'll do that. That's no problem. We'd love to do that. Awesome, man. Well, right now, we are going to hear What a Waste off of Ghost or Calling Out by the Dead 27s. Keep it locked here on the Doc G Show.
the doc g show great interview wallace mullinex dead 27s man i'm i'm tempted to drive up to tennessee just to see him then do it i'm nah do it now i may are you coming with me Hmm. whatever man whatever dude jeez not supporting our guest hey but what an interview though i'm telling wallace yeah he is it was a good interview man i can't wait i uh and i implore you listeners to listen to their album Ghost or Calling. It's a good it's a good jam, man. The whole album. Listen all the way through. Justin Ghosts are calling and answer the phone, baby. <laughs> answer. Don't let it go to, to the voicemail. Voicemail. Yes. Uh Ghostly. Was that good promotion for that, them? That was fantastic. Nope. Ghostly horrible voicemails. Yeah, they suck. And the creepy. Anyways, uh Justin, are you ready to do the last birthday suit? Oh, I, I was ready, ready to I think you'll do get my this timer, one. But yes. I think you'll get Let's this. Do one. it! Come on! Come on! Born August twenty third, nineteen eighty eight. Ooh, young in Los Angeles. He moved to San Francisco at a young age. Hmm. He loved playing a basketball Man, okay. at a young age. Although both of his parents are only 5'6", he grew up to be 6'3". He played all through high school and then played for Harvard. He ended up playing oh for the New York God. Knicks. Lynn Sanity, baby. There it is. Jeremy Lynn, it's your birthday today. Happy it is. Happy birthday to him, man. It is. I remember man. Lynn Sanity when it first happened. That was really cool. I didn't even get that was what I was going to say. He ended up playing for the Knicks, and he carried the team during the 2012 season. It became known as sort of an insanity of sorts. <laughs> but it was a You got, you got me on the Harvard. Yeah, Harvard. He played for like, Harvard. I was trying to think of the only person that went to Harvard and did he, great. He is Taiwanese. Taiwanese. He's got crazy hairdos now. He does. He goes for all kinds of things. Fades what? and cornrows yeah, and ponytails. And, and like that big, like, Super Saiyan kind of look. You know? It's Dragon Ball Z. Right he's, doing, uh, he's, he's doing things with Brooklyn Nets. Well, good he for him. signed a big, big contract with them. He was sort of injured a lot last season. But hopefully this year, you know... He'll come out. He'll come back roaring. Bring back those days of Lynn Sanity. Jeremy Lynn. Yeah, man. Happy birthday, Jeremy Lynn. All right, Justin, it's time. Zebo sum up. Let's do it, baby. Generation Zebos. Are you you focused? Are you prepared? Yes. Okay. Well, let's get to it. Here we go. In three, two, one. 
One, go. The Dead 27s rock the radio. Nail guns can hurt, too. Happy birthday to Kobe Bryant, Keith Moon, Jeremy Lin. Thomas Jefferson may have had a weird voice. San Diego Zoo has bad gift shop online. Hmm. Ah, man. If I would have just started a little bit faster, I started yeah. slow and warmed up. You know, that's that, that's key, you know? It's like, you have to start fast. Uh, well, I, I'm like a snowball going down a hill. I yeah. pick up momentum as I go. That's true. I didn't even stutter, though, on that yeah, last Yeah, that was part. good. That was good. Okay, yeah. next time I'm going to get it. Uh, 8.7. I it's was close. Guys. I was close. I, was, uh, I feel good about that one, though. Even though it was a loss, I hey, feel good. Yeah. I feel good. All right, guys. I hate to do it. Even though this isn't a Radio Threesome, it was a fantastic show. Hats off again to the Dead 27s. Thanks for letting us play your tunes and coming on, Wallace. We really appreciate it. Uh, Justin, we got to end the show, man. Yep. It was a fantastic show. that time. As always, I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Justin, Hype City, Evangelista. I'm here. Justin, can you wait until next week? Hmm. I can't really wait, but we're going to have to. We have to. Have to, guys. Until next week, zip it up and zip it out. And be patient. What?